Right now, we are at an inflection point. We see that geopolitically, we see that in the economy, we look at it in the stock market as well. All things are converging right at this moment here in 2022. The first thing I want to look at is calm. Is it possible that we will see a little bit of calm coming in the next month or so? All of that will be discussed. And the second thing is the financial market. What's been happening? I'll give you some very important updates. The third thing is a factor of support. With all the chaos happening in those financial markets, what could boost it up? I will give you that and so much more. Let's begin. Now, you know I don't get into the whole political aspect of this, and I will not give my opinion on it. I'm just going to show you some information. Biden and Putin agree in principle to France's summit proposal. This is, of course, good. When countries are talking to each other under any circumstances, it's good. It doesn't matter if it's just because it's an annual thing or because there are tensions. Always talking is better than having a dispute. That's a simple matter of fact. That's the way I see it. It's better to have trade relations with a different country than to simply say, you're my adversary and I don't want to talk and I'm going to sanction you and I'm going to block you and I'm not going to do this. I'm going to force that country to do this on you. We know the history. I have studied this in depth over the last uh, many years now. And if you look at all of the information that has come up until this point, you got to realize that this is just a repeated pattern over and over and over again. We see it all the time. What do I expect from this? I think that if this actually happens, they start talking, they say, look, we're all cool here. Let's not get exaggerated. We will see oil prices potentially coming down. Of course, if the talks in Vienna also go well, we could see oil coming down as well. There are other factors why oil is coming up, but at least part of that rise in the price will you know, let off some steam. There's also, of course, the markets that have not done well at all. I think I have that loaded up. This is the QQQ, the NASDAQ. But we could take any market for the most part. Just look at the Dow Jones, as I've been showing you recently. Uh, you know, this recent leg down, part of that has because is because of the tensions. If those tensions start to go away or at least ease up somewhat, we could see the markets bounce off this point. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I've, I've noticed that this is a level that has been bouncing around off of for quite a while here, going back, I mean, all the way back here, this current level, uh, you know, April 16th. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think it's important. Um, I don't have any personal opinion on the matter. All I'll say is that it's good to have a talk. That's all. Let's move on to this. Because when you see what has happened with all the tensions, with all the restrictions and the lockdowns and everything else, it has pushed the prices up. And you see shock, gas and grocery price hikes spur states to pursue tax relief. Because whenever you have a population that is saying we can't pay our bills, well, then that could have a cascading effect. As a result of that, there's upheaval. There are you know, people that simply take to the streets and they're trying to prevent that. So what can they do? Ah, tax relief. Maybe they could do another stimulus and all that. It's having trouble you know, you know, getting that money out to the people because there's already been so many trillions of dollars worth that's, that's been pumped out. How much more can they do? If there isn't in 22, in 2022, if there isn't additional stimulus, I just don't see how the economy can do well. 
I, I just don't because you have the lack of support from the Federal Reserve at the same time, not giving additional stimulus. Where's it coming from? What CEOs are saying, quote, even wealthier families become more price sensitive. I'm going to show you this. We're talking about CEOs left, right and center from all these biggest companies. And essentially, well, let me show you some of the companies here. Walmart, Weber, Arista Networks, Cisco, Deere, Roku, Kraft, Shopify, and so on. Just every, every company, okay? Airbnb, Marriott, and so on. For the most part, what they are saying is that inflation situation is hurting them and, of course, increasing prices on the consumer. That's what they're saying. All of these big companies, all the top people, this is what they are saying. So it isn't just one area. It, I know I've heard from so many people before, no, I shouldn't say so many, a few people that say that inflation, where's the inflation? I'm not experiencing it. There's nothing like this, everything. There's flowers everywhere. There's rainbows here. Every time I walk around, I see a fluffy kitten. And that might be the case for some people. But for most people, they're not experiencing that. Food prices are up. Energy prices are up. You know, your gasoline, when you go to get it at the in your fill up your tank, it is expensive. Housing prices have gone berserk. This is because of the, all of the actions that led up to this point. It's not one event. Are we going to ignore all of the things that have been done over the past few years? No. No. And I shouldn't say few years. I mean, like financial crisis and onward. And not to mention 1971. Let's not go there, okay? Now, ProPublica did this article. And I'm not going to get into the whole article. I'm using it simply to mention a point. When private equity becomes your landlord. There's a lot of, you know, this... I've seen it. Hatred of landlords and saying landlords are bad and so on. Look... You know, your mom and pop type of landlord is not a problem. Actually, I shouldn't say that. It depends. But in general, the corporate landlord is a bigger problem for you, the individual. Why? The way, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Okay, multifamily residence. You've got a property that's it's got 50 people or, or 50 units or 200 units or 1,000 units. These multifamily properties... The way that that real estate is priced works very differently than a single family home. Simply by, uh, you know, a value add, you know, you fix up this or that, and maybe you do something to the property that simply, like, for instance, increases their rent. That's the goal. Once those rents are increased, $100 a unit, $200 a unit, whatever the case may be, it instantly increases the value of the property. That's very different than a single family home, which you know is more reliant on the comparables in the area. Of course, the same thing applies to the multifamily, but it works in sort of a different sense. And the corporate landlords, they have one thing to do, and that is to increase rents. They cut costs in some way, they increase rents and they try to generate more revenue for those who are using this as a means of making money. So be aware of that. What's happening with real estate today? 
and we see more and more big businesses taking over multifamily, but also in the single family too. I just wanted to make that known. Oil, I mean, my goodness, the price of oil has gone up. Uh, in some limited cases, Brent had pushed over 100, but we'll see what happens this week, okay? If the tensions start easing, that could go back down to that 95, and, and you know, for the WTI, maybe even 90, who knows? Where Africa's oil flows free, African countries with the highest oil production volume. Look around, I just wanted to show you this to give you a little bit of insight. Nigeria, you look at that. Definitely uh, looks like the leader here. Angola behind them. Algeria as well. And this is, of course, <laughs> I, I would love to see, you know, uh, countries not being completely obliterated in what their, you know, the level of control that they have over their own resources. Then we could actually see what would happen, but that's not the case. These... Um, those in control really do control a lot and that stretches you know all across the world all right let's look at this here central banks i want to talk about central banks for a moment i want to look at the financial markets i'm going to move through this as quick and concise as i can here slow motion central bankers put their maestro status on the line Fed and the ECB want to tighten gradually even as inflation speeds up. Risk of killing jobs, recoveries, weighs on low growth 2010s. I am very interested to see how the central banks deal with 2022 because this is going to be a very difficult time. It's going to be a very difficult time. We know that. We could see that because of what's happening with inflation. At the same time, we're having a slowdown in many ways. So you got slow down, you got the inflation, it's looking like stagflation, and these governments, and of course the central banks, are unprepared. Unprepared because they've pumped out so much leading into this, it would be extremely devastating to try and put, you know, really just add more gasoline to the fire. They are implicitly making a choice about the distributal effects of their policy. They would rather have a hot economy and higher inflation than a large number of people stuck out of work. I think something else is going on because there's a lot of people out of the workforce today. And then if asset prices fall, as I've said before, asset prices fall, I think a big bunch of people are going to be rushing back to the workforce. Charting global economy, inflation in Asia stays relatively cool. By the way, this is in India. You can see this image. That's a lot of good fruits and vegetables. Totally besides the point. Uh, look at emerging markets right here. Room to grow. Inflation in Asia remains subdued compared to the rest of the world. Isn't that interesting? You could see right now over 2021 what has happened. And, you know, we can argue... The, the way that inflation is calculated, it depends. Okay, we know for sure the way it is calculated in the United States is inaccurate. But still, just interesting to see, okay? Whether we're looking at the, I see the UK in here, the Middle East in here, we're looking at Asia Pacific in here. These are actually lower than North America. Okay, so we'll see what happens over the next little while. To try and, you know, be able to predict all of this, it's difficult. 
But what we know is that central banks are pulling policy support. That's what they claim to be doing. And if you look at all their actions, hey, guess what? It's actually on the way. It's been happening since 2021. So we'll see what happens for 2022. China's new crackdown shows $1.5 trillion tech route is not over yet. Take a look. China tech gauges in the Hong Kong and the US have halved from their peak. People are waiting for a crisis. People are waiting for, oh, huh, well, what's going to happen to the markets? It's never going to crash. Wouldn't you say a 50% crash is a crash? I mean, what else are you looking for? Like, really, what else? Um, it could get worse, or, you know, a, a lot of individuals are saying, no, no, this is the bottom time to buy. I don't know. You tell me. So there are many different levels to this. We see the crackdown coming in China, and it, it is perceived that this will continue for a while, that there's going to be more regulations, that there's going to be less ability, like less opening. That opening, I, I think that's, at least for now, that's probably done. So there's going to be more closure, more, um, you know, foreign, they're not into the foreign aspect, and they're trying to seemingly um you know have their few allies and try to grow in uh, the whole belt and road they're trying to do infrastructure they're trying to get into all these different countries and needless to say i'm interested what the future has in store now let's get into this really quickly some people get triggered by the way by the uh, transitions i do in between uh so let me know if that triggers you let's anyway <laughs> anyway let's yeah S surging u.s share buybacks offer support to a sputtering market tally of 10 biggest q4 buybacks seen uh, by the s p 500 firms is up 30 percent year over year Move to tap the cash hoards follows shareholder pressure. We'll see. Okay. Apple, Meta, and Alphabet are part of that pumping big cash into their own stocks. You can see this chart right here. What's going to happen? Okay. This is Q4. 2022 is supposed to have massive, a massive surge in buybacks that supports the prices why because they are the number one buyer of their own stocks so this is of course very bullish but if the market starts to come down a lot of those buybacks do actually tend to stop that's what happens in these cycles so of course i will give you all the updates as it progresses i appreciate you watching the video if you support me hit that thumbs up button when you hit the thumbs up button you are essentially telling the algorithm hey check this guy out so i want to thank you for that if you haven't seen this video yet you definitely got to check it out click it and i'll see you there